Hello, everyone. Throughout this podcast series, you have met fellows, learned about their accomplishments, and listened to how impactful their fellowship coach has been in their journey. In this episode, Ashley Burton, my colleague from the Center for Faculty Excellence, continues to shine a light on the support model provided to our fellows over the two years. Today, Ashley talks with Dr. Frederica Hendricks-Noble, who supervises Dr. Andre Harris, postdoc fellow. We hope you enjoy this conversation and discover how a supervisor can guide, mentor, and elevate a fellow's journey. So I, I do want to thank you both just for being here with us today and being a part of the postdoctoral fellowship playlist. We have been featuring a lot of great fellows and recently some really awesome pairs and duos. And so y'all are our second duo. Um, and these conversations are always really fun. And I'll also say that fellows love the fellowship. And I know this because I've talked with them and interviewed with them on previous podcast episodes. And I always leave these conversations feeling inspired and enlightened. Um, just because of that, the dynamic and Walden's mission, of course, of social change, I really enjoy talking to the fellows and their coaches or supervisors or what have you. So welcome, Dr. Frederica Hendricks-Noble and Dr. Andrea Harris. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yay. So I do want to dive in and ask Dr. Hendricks-Noble first. Um, what is it like to supervise a fellow? I have to say that um, I've been somewhat spoiled in that um, Dr. Harris has been a terrific, fabulous fellow. So it's just been Aww. pure joy. Um, she is not only enthusiastic about being a fellow and about the work that she's doing, but in her, even in her emails, the way that she signs her emails, it comes across that she's caring and nurturing. And because she has lived the experience, mm. um, she knows what students are going through, the doctoral students are going through, because she's been there and she's been, she's relatively close where, you know, I, I'm, 20 years out from mm. getting my my degree but mm. she is um, close closer to that experience and I think that students really appreciate that and so for me it's nice to have her because I can always kind of pitch it back to her and say well Dr. Harris what do you what do you think about that and um, she's always um, receptive to to giving sage advice so I, I just I'm really um, elated that I've had the opportunity to work with the fellows program but in particular I um, am happy to work with Dr. Harris that see that's what I'm saying people come on here and they you're lighting up my world as if I'm Dr. Harris and I'm not, but I felt that that was so poetic in nature as well. Um, I'm blushing for you, Dr. Harris. So excuse me. Uh, but I did want to ask though, um, 
in your supervisory role because you did speak a lot about how easy it was to work with her. Um, so when you're working with her, is, is there a line between supervising and mentoring that you find? Yes, because there, there are two different roles that I have to play. So as her supervisor, those are kind of the administrative key performance indicators. I have to make sure that she's doing all the mechanical mm -hmm. stuff of, of, of being a faculty, what it's like to be a, a faculty. And then in my mentoring role, I have to help guide her and make sure that I'm, that she's experiencing those activities as a scholar, as an academician that are going to further her professional development as an academic, as a faculty, as a future faculty member. So I, um, I want to support her in my mentoring role and not kind of look so much at, at the mechanics, um, but support her, give her the emotional support, um, help her find the resources that she needs, be there to answer questions for her, and, and somewhat role model too. This, this, is, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And particularly in this online environment, mm -hmm. which is different than if she were gonna teach at a, a, a brick and mortar or sure. a face-to-face -face institution. But the skills that she's learning here will translate if she does decide later on to leave the online environment and go to a brick and mortar, she's gonna be well equipped to sure. do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I'm really glad you brought, brought that up. I had spoken with the, the last pair and, and we somewhat touched on, you know, the skills that the fellows are learning and the transferability to brick and mortar, but the other way around, it wouldn't be as easy. You know, it's, I've seen faculty um, opinions and responses about the shift that it takes to teach online versus teaching on a brick and mortar, but um, switching it that way makes, um, I think the fellowship, particularly with Walden, a bit more appealing because of that flexibility. Um, so in thinking about, of course, online, um, how do you work with Dr. Harris to build an environment where she felt comfortable being in a learning role, yet uh, learning to be independent at the same time? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And I, I'd be interested in uh, Dr. Harris's response to that. Cause I, I feel like I was like, okay, are you ready? <laughs> Here you go. Um, but part of, part of it was also, I mean, in terms of the structure of the program, mm -hmm. I think CFE has done a really good job in terms of structuring the experiences for the postdoc fellows. So kind of um, easing them in and then for me personally, as a supervisor and as a mentor, I thought it was just important that Andrea shadow first mm -hmm. before she um, embarks upon that in doing a course or residency independently. Mm -hmm. So shadow a faculty member who teaches the course well mm -hmm. and then, or does the residency well, and so kind of ease her in to that experience first that was really important 
so the, the, the shadowing part of it. And now I, I feel comfortable and confident that she's able to be in the classroom on her own or um, facilitate a residency, which is a big part of our program. Cool, that's really exciting. Um, Dr. Harris, um, Dr. Frederica, uh, she said at the beginning when I asked her the first question, gave you a lot of kudos. And so now I'm kind of turning it on you um, to extend onto what she was just saying, but also find out from you how she has helped you grow in this role. It's funny because as she was talking, it was some of the things that I have been thinking about concerning our relationship. And I see where she has identified my strengths, my, um, best ability and then she places me in that role wow. and like she said um you know here it is let's go mm -hmm. i said it as when my first time to teach um she challenged me beyond where i thought i was um so she was confident in my ability and she i look at it as like she's saying you know hey uh here's the water walk on it i'm here if you need it like she's mm -hmm. <laughs> this and that um that spoke spoke a lot of volume to me because it helped me to really um see myself from a different perspective and to grow beyond that and not just be on the shadowing side mm. forever mm -hmm. <laughs> so it helps me to grow um to be strengthened more in my ability and my confidence in um who i am and what i can offer to students Awesome. Um, and what, what you said made me think of, um, because it, it tied together what you were saying uh, in her kind of placing you in a position to walk, to move, to go, and her seeing something in you that you didn't yet see in yourself. So she's, um, you already had the fire within you. She's, she's kind of like the lighter. Um, and so with that, and maybe for folks who are listening who don't know, and Frederica, feel free to jump in. How is the supervisor different from your coach in regards to that? Well, I look at my coach as a person. Um, he provides guidance to help me develop like generally mm -hmm. and provide like resources and sometimes act as a sounding board for ideas for research or how to engage my students in the course. And of course, Dr. Hendricks Noble provides some of the same things, but additionally, she provides more program-specific things. So uh, being able to assign courses to uh, for me to teach, and like she mentioned, residencies to facilitate, projects to work on, and really just being, um, helping me to understand the program, which is the Behavioral Health Leadership Program, understanding what the, st the students need to have at the end of their doctoral journey gotcha. and, um, her as my supervisor i look at her as a total package so <laughs> um she's a mentor she's a guide she's a confidant she's like the whole being of a supervisor and it's a pleasant experience it sounds like it would be that's i'm sure anyone who is going to be a fellow or maybe someone who's going to be supervising would want their counterpart to feel a very similar way and not leave the relationship but leave the fellowship with with similar experiences 
something that's really, really important to me, both personally and professionally, is that um, we have a high percentage of African American women in our program, um, particularly in the behavior health leadership program. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, Dr. Harris and I are the only two African American women mm -hmm. uh, faculty. And so for me, it was really, really important. And I think this is a, another reason why this fellowship, um, you know, the, the diversity of the fellowship is really important. And I want to pass on the, the knowledge that I have as an academic. I, I want to pass that on to all of my students, but in particular, if there is a young African-American female scholar who's interested in being an academic, I want to support her. And so that's also what I see in Dr. Harris and that she's going to carry, uh, you know, she's legacy in terms of she's going to carry on because, you know, I'm going to retire at some point. Mm -hmm. And so I want to feel like there's someone behind me um, in terms of being an academic who's going to be able to carry that torch. And I feel like she can do that. You know, I'm just passing the torch. Yeah. Because I, I'm standing on the shoulders of those other, my female mentors, mm -hmm. my Black female mentors. Sure. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, there's, in, in regards to diversity and also passing on the torch, uh, we have to be able to do that and truly bring people forward. Um, it's, you know, even with the current political climate, you know, there's a lot of opinions going on, but I recently saw an article that just mentioned how will the decisions that are made today affect you know, tomorrow's children. And so it, it just kind of is in alignment there for me as I hear you say that, but thanks for sharing that. And I wanted to extend um, the supervisor bit, um, Dr. Harris, and ask you, would you suggest any tips to other or future supervisors um, of things that she might have done to cultivate such a relationship that she did and the dynamic um, that you would suggest other supervisors do as well with their fellows? Well, the top thing I would suggest is communication. And um, ever since I've known Dr. Hendricks Noble, I had her for an ethics course, she's been a great communicator. Mm -hmm. So communications on both ends of the supervisor and the fellow. Mm -hmm. That could be whether it's your challenges, concerns, questions, things you want to gain knowledge in or things you want to know about, having that on both ends, the supervisor presenting those things and which she has done, she's presented many things to me and um, for opportunities to learn about or to grow in, like you said, to be able to have that, that whole um, sense of a toolkit to be able to take on to the next level, which whatever level that may be. Mm -hmm. and, so knowing, as a fellow, knowing your capacity level and being able to communicate that as well. So even though sometimes um, your supervisor may suggest different things or assign you things, 
if you know you don't have the capacity for that, communicate that. Don't take that and then, you know, it, it doesn't end up being the best that you could be in that particular project or course or residency or whatever it may be. So communication in um, as much as possible and being your best self, being, um, being who you are and making the relationship authentic. Great. Um, I had a thought that came up when you were saying that, and I think one thing that might hold people back from communicating and sharing, you know, their capacity, um, because I can imagine a scenario in which a supervisor might suggest a fellow do something, and because the supervisor says it, they may just assume I need to step up to the plate and do it. Like you said, you kind of were stretched in different ways, but um, just feeling like a fellow learning from their supervisor is walking into their own path to, to what being a faculty looks like for them, because it's not gonna be the same for every faculty. Every faculty doesn't do things the exact way, but um, just knowing that the fellow is partnering with someone who is helping them tap into their potential, but yet the fellow stills, is still truly navigating their path um, in spearheading that despite the support that comes along with that. So um, I hope right. future fellows, you know, find the courage just to say, say those things and feel confident in knowing it's okay not to be a 10 in every area, but I can be a seven here and I'm, I might even be a five, but in some areas, but you know, that's okay. I want to add to what you said about partnership. And I believe that's why I feel comfortable with Dr. Hendricks Noble sharing things because she provides that space. Mm. She, I believe she looks at it like that as a partnership and not that I'm there dictating to you, this is what you're going to do, but look, uh, building a relationship about the journey you're going to take as um, uh, instructor or fellow. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I, and I have to say that I've also learned from Dr. Harris. I mean, I think she's taught me, I mean, she, she even pointed out to me where there, there's some flawed thinking in some of our policies. And she said, hang on a minute, because I, I came at her, I was like, okay, wait, I think, you know, you made a mistake here. And she's like, oh, no, 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 let me, let, let, we need to talk about this. And she was able to uh, have a conversation with me and show me, because I, you know, I went to Missouri, so it's the show me state. And so, um, so she was able to provide for me where she was basing her information. And she actually was right. She was spot on in terms of the information that we had and that the information's um, confusing and not correct. And so she brought that to our attention to, to, to not only my attention, but then I was able to bring that to my supervisor's attention and say, we need to correct this, mm -hmm. you know? So, so um, if she hadn't been able to, to do that and to challenge me and to, you know, confront me and say, hang on, look, look, look at this mm -hmm. and feel um, strong enough to do that and, and trust our relationship, mm -hmm. then um, that, probably would still be there and not, you know, we wouldn't have caught it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. 
it's learning that takes that yeah. can take place mm -hmm. on both it you know there's reciprocity there for sure yep collaboration partnership i mean mm -hmm. truly truly uh strong aspects of it and i mean both parties are benefiting the department mm -hmm. exactly and, and that's what i want in a colleague yeah you know that's what i that's what i what i want in a colleague i want someone where we can have a dialogue where we can have a conversation and and look at mistakes and look at our strengths yeah. and uh, work together mm -hmm. yep it, and it just brings me back to diversity because and not even diversity in race or, or gender but diversity in thinking and mm -hmm. you know being in the collegiate world you know that's a lot of times where you see the most uh diverse thinking um that is i won't even say accepted by other people but at least considered more often than we do you know in other places you know they say high schoolers graduate go to college and then they have all these profound thoughts because they've they've received different information and they're like oh, okay maybe there's other options and other ways of thinking and so i just i just wanted to point out the diversity of thinking and um the acceptance that comes with it in in this relationship um, both of you have kind of touched on this already, but I'll, I'll put it out there anyway, um, if you'd like to add to it, but if you'd like to uh, kind of in some share how the fellowship has helped you individually overall. Uh, should I start or Okay, I'll start. So again it's helped me see things that i may not have seen because i am removed in some ways especially because i'm an academic coordinator and um there are things that i may miss and so it's nice to have someone who is as i said when we first started out who, who's who's a lot closer to the experience um, and can give me some insight. And uh, that's, that's really helpful. That's been helpful to me. And it's also, uh, Dr. Harris um, also inspires me and motivates me because we're, we're working on an article together and so that that's really exciting i mean i haven't had the opportunity to really write because i've been so busy so kind of carving out some time to be able to work with her on this publication has been really exciting and with our other and we're doing that um, with our other postdoc fellow as well and with um Deepa. So it's really exciting that we're able to collaborate in this way. And that, that, that's just a, a real joy. Awesome. So for me, it has helped me grow tremendously um, with all of the professional development opportunities, the research opportunities, um, I'm able to work on my journal article from my dissertation and like Dr. Hendricks Noble mentioned, uh, publication with her and a few others. It has really just pulled me 
out of who I am <laughs> to more of who I should be. So like deaths unknown areas that I didn't think I would be capable of doing um, or even interested in. Mm -hmm. And beyond the PhD experience, it has really grown me beyond that where I'm able to apply a lot of the things I've learned and really see it come to fruition, even in the classroom experience with students being able to build that relationship and talk about my experience, it really does my heart well, and it continues to motivate me to continue on to um, pursue my goals and accomplish them. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that really was sweet. Um, and that, what a beautiful way to, to end the episode in highlighting um, what you're both gaining from serving in your roles, but also experiencing each other and just knowing that as we collaborate, as we're accepting of diverse individuals and everything that they come with that, you know, so many great things can come from it, be it research, be it growth, be it, uh, you know, uh, planting a seed in someone else. So thank you both for being here with us today and sharing uh, with us so that others can learn from your experiences and uh, more conversation can be had about the postdoctoral fellowship. So thank you again. Thank you.